When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by The Free House. As long as snow is on the ground, they'll have snow globes on the patio. Book this unique winter dining experience by the hour by calling The Free House. Full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and food items. Hey, Don. Yes, Jason. When I say unique dining experience, what comes to mind? Uh, that time you told me about the place you ate in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did eat in the dark. Okay, yes. what if I say to you, patio dome, 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 dome? Ooh, I think you're talking about those awesome igloos outside the freehouse, right? I am. That's right. Listen to this, everybody. As long as snow is on the ground, the folks of the freehouse are going to have basically snow globes on the patio. You can book these, Dawn, for a unique dining dining experience by the hour. That is very cool. So you can rent one for your friends. This is perfect for a little holiday get-together. Maybe you're too busy before Christmas, and now is the perfect time. Or maybe you just want to put your whole family in that snow globe. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. You can sit in the other one, rent two, wave to them from your dome. Bye! That's right. (laughs) The full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and unique winter food items. For more information, call the Freehouse. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. I'm going to need everything. All the info you got. On My Talk. Talk. Come on, you guys. Tell me all the dirt, dirt, dirt. Korean thriller Parasite made history at the 26th Annual Screen Actors Guild Awards on Sunday, becoming the first foreign language film to win Best Motion Motion Picture Cast. Yay! Yay! And then we have Netflix's The Crown nabbed Best TV Drama, and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel took home Best TV Comedy. Of course, we'll get into more of that this hour. I'm super excited that Parasite won, and um, because the cast is, they were just amazing. They were amazing, yeah. Um, Also, The Crown, I'm obsessed, and you should be too. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Are you watching The Crown? Okay, I haven't watched season two yet. No, that's fine. I'm behind two seasons. There's time, girl. I mean, I went through all of Game of Thrones, like eight seasons, and and it was an insane amount to consume before this last season premiered. I think a season of The Crown is what like maybe 10 12 episodes like it's not hard it's this is not going to be a big deal for you yeah it won't be a big deal at all i usually try to watch things at the gym because it lets me if i go to the gym then i'm rewarded with watching my show oh there you go okay (laughs) speaking of game of thrones peter dinklage won um for his leading role in game of thrones and then uh on the flip side jennifer aniston won for the morning show
Congrats. Congrats. Matthew McConaughey and Hugh Grant are setting up their parents on a date because they're both widowed. Uh, Matthew's mom is 88 and Hugh's dad is 91. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just hope they, uh, you know. Have a long and happy life together. Yes, is that what you're trying what to, to say, say, Bradley? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, another news. Uh, we hot have, and heavy. Yeah, hot and heavy. Uh, the 49ers are your NFC champions after defeating the Green Bay Packers. Sorry to Packers fans out there. Yeah, I saw a lot of people yapping on uh, social media about that last night. Did you have a horse in that race? Uh, no, all, other than, I mean, not not in that one. As far as the Chiefs go, my family, are all Chiefs fans. So they're very happy right now. I am not a Chiefs fan. Yeah, are you I was a Packer a, fan? I was a Raiders fan. Oh, okay. Uh, as far as Packer, you know, either way, I know we've got a lot of division here between the Packers and the yeah. Vikings. Yeah. I would say Vikings would be my first choice. But hey, you know what? I don't want to upset them when they're down. Don't kick them when they're down, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. the Packers have a nice color scheme. Yeah. <laughs> Great. What I'm saying is translation. I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> All right. So uh, the game will be February 2nd in Miami. That'll be nice for them. Do you think they went to Miami? Because they're like a couple of years ago they were here and they're like, that was too cold. Yeah, we're not doing that again. Exactly. All right. That's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. That was a good update, Don. Dirt alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended dirt alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. We'll be back here in an hour. An hour. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk. Everything Entertainment. And I'm with Dawn this morning and Kenny. It is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I wanted to let you know that there are a number of celebrations throughout the state. I was mm, yes. just looking at online. And actually, as we speak, because I think it started at just 7 a.m., former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder is in town. And he's speaking at a breakfast to benefit the United Negro College Fund, which is happening at the Armory. Um, there's also a, uh, an official statewide celebration today at the Ordway in St. Paul at 10 a.m., and the keynote speech, it looks like, is Yara Shahidi, who um, is known for her role in Gronish. You can get more details uh, at mn.gov and, of course, um, lots of events throughout the state today. If you ever get a chance to go to the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, I would definitely check that out. It's at the Lorraine Motel where, um, unfortunately, he lost his life. But what they've done is they have taken that location and across the street is this beautiful museum and you learn mm. so much and it's just, you will leave there a changed person. So. Oh, sure. Absolutely. The other big no- uh, news of the day, you guys, is Harry and Meghan. And frankly, I'm all about it. When I saw headlines this weekend that the palace had uh, released a new statement on their arrangement. Uh, that is the new arrangement for Meghan and Harry. I wanted to know details. Mm-hmm. We got details. And basically, they were like, you're either in or you're out. And with some like hoity-toity, nice, uh, friendly family, you know, uh, you know, niceties. At the end of the day... They're not going to be able to be her and his royal highness any longer. They get to keep their names, obviously, uh, but they can't do any official duties for the queen. So really just saying, like, sure, go go do your thing. We love you. You're part of the family, but you're not doing anything. 
official. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they had hoped, the young couple had hoped that they would be able to keep an official role for themselves. And I think, and we can get to sort of like behind the scenes, what's really going on, tinfoil hat conspiracy town, Ooh. normally from the Colleen and Bradley show, noon to three, right here on my talk <laughs> 1071 in a bit. But um, at the end of the day, I think the palace was just like, you're either in or you're out. You can't do this half and half thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about what the palace said and then how the queen responded. And I thought the queen's statement was very, um, very, very um, thoughtful in that it acknowledged that they've gone through a lot, this young couple. they She acknowledged that Meghan has become a part of their family and has been, you know, a, a crucial role in their family, which, you know, I think a lot of people were criticizing the way. Yes, which is why she put that in there. Yeah, I'm sure. but I think a lot of that truly was the press in terms of this is an actual family. We've talked a lot about this on our show, too. <laughs> yeah. Like at the end of the day, this is a family, right? This is like a real mm-hmm. family. The problem is the family is also a job, which is weird because right. nobody else has that experience unless you're the mob. Exactly. Right. Or like. <laughs> Um, I don't know, like a pizza business, like a pizza restaurant where like Papa John's family, (laughs) little John, Oh, not little John. Yeah. But, you know, (laughs) okay, (laughs) not anymore for him. But so this hour, I thought we could focus a little bit on Harry's response. Right. To this new arrangement. Now, it's kind of a long statement. I don't know how much we want to play. It's like four minutes of him talking. So let me just give you the the um, background. So he uh, was at an event, and I believe this was yesterday at a charity. Mm-hmm. Um, he spoke at length about this new arrangement and the journey they've been on. Right. Let's hear some of it. All right. So I want you to hear the truth from me as much as I can share, not as a prince or a duke, but as Harry, the same person that many of you have watched grow up over the last 35 years but now with a clearer perspective. The UK is my home and a place that I love. That will never change. I've grown up feeling supported from so many of you and I watched as you welcomed Meghan with open arms as you you saw me find the love and happiness that I'd hoped for all my life. Finally, the second son of Diana got hitched. Hooray. I also know that you've come to know me well enough over all these years to trust that the woman I chose as my wife upholds the same values as I do. And she does. And she's the same woman I fell in love with. We both do everything we can to fly the flag and carry out our roles for this country with pride. Once Megan and I were married, we were excited, we were hopeful, and we were here to serve. For those reasons, it brings me great sadness that it has come to this. The decision that I have made for my wife and I to step back is not one I made lightly. It was so many months of talks after so many years of challenges. And I know I haven't always gotten it right, but as far as this goes, there really was no other option. What I want to make clear is we're not walking away. And we certainly aren't walking away from you. Our hope was to continue serving the Queen, the Commonwealth, and my military associations, but without public funding. Unfortunately, that wasn't possible. I've accepted this, knowing that it doesn't change who I am or how committed I am. But I hope that helps you understand what it had come to, that I would step my family back 
from all I have ever known, to take, a, to take a step forward into what I hope can be a more peaceful life. I was born into this life, and it is a great honor to serve my country and the Queen. When I lost my mum 23 years ago, you took me under your wing. You looked out for me for so long, but the media is a powerful force. And my hope is one day our collective support for each other can be more powerful because this is so much bigger than just us. It has been our privilege to serve you and we will continue to lead a life of service. So in that respect, nothing changes. It has also been a privilege to meet so many of you and to feel your excitement for our son Archie, who saw snow for the first time the other day and thought it was bloody brilliant. <laughs> I will always have the utmost respect for my grandmother, my commander-in-chief, and I am incredibly grateful to her and the rest of my family for the support they have shown Megan and I over the last few months. I will continue to be the same man who holds his country dear and dedicates his life to supporting the causes, charities and military communities that are so important to me. Together, you have given me an education about living. And this role has taught me more about what is right and just than I could ever have imagined. We are taking a leap of faith, so thank you for giving me the courage to take this next step. All right, so let's just leave it there. That was Prince Harry again yesterday at a charity event talking about this entire process. There was a lot. I don't yeah. even know where we want to start. Maybe we should um, you know, hold some of it for the other side of the the break but yeah. do you have any initial impressions uh his statement about you know we had hoped that it would be a different way that we could still do all of our stuff and but but it's not the case we can't i mean that's the big thing to take away that they said you're in or you're out yeah you know in a nice way yeah <laughs> i did think some of his wording was really interesting let's talk about it more when we come back right here on jason alexis on my talk 1071 jason have you ever actually sat down with a nutritionist and they ask you what you've eaten the day before. Um, does my Jane Fonda workout tapes from the <laughs> 80s count as someone with nutrition? Uh, not really. I think okay. you need to update. And you need to go to Livia. That's L-I-V-E-A dot com. You can find 10 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin, first of all. So basically, everywhere you drive, you'll see Olivia. They used to be Metafast, right? They used to be Metafast. Don't get confused. No. They're a great company. I lost 20 pounds on the program, and I've kept it off for, you know, a year. And that's hard to do. Maintaining is the hard part, so thank goodness you have them. Yes, they're awesome over there. I go to the one in Roseville, but you can find a location, like I said, anywhere in the Twin Cities, uh, L-I-V-E-A dot com. You can call 855-GO-LIVIA, and then they can tell you not to eat breakfast cereal for every meal, you like mean, they and, told me. Well, and when you say breakfast cereal, ladies and gentlemen, Dawn used to eat nerds. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe leave download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com for breakfast <laughs> Turn 
What do we think of Harry's statement uh, about his new role with Megan? We'll get to that in just a moment here on Jason Alexis. On My Talk 1071, I wanted to let you know also that you should be checking out our prizes for January in My Talk 1071's listener rewards. You can get lit with a $1,500 lighting RX makeover from Southern Lights. You can get the app or stream online to get registered for our prizes and listener rewards. We're also giving away snowshoes and a state park pass, a Sky Zone Ooh. gift card. Right? Like, these are all things I wish we can get. I know. I'm jealous. Uh, we've got TV, or excuse me, tickets to movies and more. Uh, you can see all the prizes and listener rewards on our app. And that's either through mytalk1071.com or, you know, you can download the app directly through your app store. All right, we have to go back, Dawn. We have to go back to Harry and Meghan? Harry. Okay, Harry. Because Harry made this statement yesterday following news that this new role they were hoping to have essentially ain't going to happen. Their new role is going to be whatever they want it to be, that is, Harry and Meghan for themselves, outside of and not part of the uh, institution of the royal family of the United Kingdom. So we heard his like roughly four-minute speech last night to one of the charities that he works with because that's recently been the main concern it's like first we were really focused on uh you know they were focused the on demonizing megan as the instrument of the devil yeah that pulled harry away from his birthright and now they're more on oh my gosh look at how awful they are because now the charities are going to suffer yeah that's been the latest narrative yeah so we've been breaking it down on uh, the colleen and bradley show and i keep bringing that up only because and by the way, listen today from <laughs> noon to three. To plug show. Yeah, because I want you to listen. <laughs> but also because we we do go deep in the shallow. That's like our tagline, and it means something. Because like at the end of the day, there's like a bunch of stuff going on. Okay. There's like Harry versus the press, right? Right. There are legitimate criticisms about the way the press the the press has treated this family. Totally legit. Yes. Right? Then you have to remember that this is also Harry versus his family. Right. Mm -hmm. Because this is an actual family and there are real family dynamics going on. So um, you don't want to confuse the two. And I feel like a lot of times people just conflate the two things because they feel bad for the guy and they feel bad for her because of the way that she was treated by the press. But again, you have to remember that these are two very powerful celebrities who have lots of money riding on their names and their celebrity. Mm -hmm. And they are going to try to maximize that. And they now they have to even more because they are no longer being paid by the British people to serve this role as members of the royal family. Right. And they wanted people to know, don't worry, because the other narrative going around was, uh, what about all the renovations done to Frogmore Cottage? Yep. 3.1 million. They're like, don't worry, we're going to pay that back. Yeah. So with our own money that we'll make in two weeks. Yeah, Let's I mean, be honest. They're literally just going to open up the shop yeah. on SussexRoyal.com. Um, now, there's a little question as to whether they're going to continue to keep that Sussex Royal, but just know that officially they can keep their, their actual titles. That is, they will be the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, but they won't be able to be his and her royal highness any longer, which, you know, is, is more of a formality than anything. But if they flip the, you know, the gift shop over at SussexRoyal.com or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, you know that instantly people are going to start buying that stuff. But they better move fast because, and here's the question I have, how is, what are they going to be in five years? Right. How do they maintain whatever it is that they're doing? 
such that they can continue to afford whatever lifestyle they have grown accustomed. Oh, I mean, just the security alone. It's just out, just ridiculous what it costs to, you know, for the entire royal family, you know, 120 million or something a year. Yeah, ridiculous amounts. Yeah, so- and we don't know for sure who's going to cover what. Because, again, they're going to be splitting their time between the U.K. And they're, look, for nine times out of ten, 90 percent of the time, I bet they're going to be in Canada or the United States. Yeah, I think so. Truly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then about three months out of the year around the holidays, they're going to be in the U.K. Yeah. When they got to show, you know, grandma that they still love her and they want to be in the will. <laughs> and they're going to show up at Sandringham for the holidays. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do so. they have security whether they want it or not? Like uh, ex-presidents? Um, well, that's the question. They haven't actually addressed that yet because, for instance, Prince Andrew, who really screwed up by being friends with Jeffrey Epstein, he won't have any security anymore. He's on his own. He's on his own. And that is a scary world to be in. Now, look, look at the juxtaposition of this over the weekend. You had, you know, the palace saying, like, you guys are out. We love you, but you're not part of the family. And then who is the queen going to church with on Sunday? Prince Andrew. Ugh. Oh boy. Awkward. Oh. Awkward. oh gosh. Well, maybe she made him go because he needs some church in <laughs> yeah. I think he does. <laughs> maybe he that's needs a good Jesus look. more than Doesn't that sound like a grandma move. <laughs> You're going with. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a good look for him right you're gonna now. You're going to sit in that pew yeah, and, you're and gonna... think about what you've done. Oh Oof. my god. Please don't Oof. not in church. It might start burning in there. Yeah, he, I think uh, truly he would burst into flames because we've told some stories about um, we do blind items all the time mm-hmm. on the show. And, you know, that's just <laughs> essentially rumors and gossip. Like if you want to feel real low and get real dirty down in the <laughs> gossip dirt. Yeah. Um, Prince Andrew is a nasty, nasty man. Yeah. Anyway. Gross. Um, uh, I've heard also uh, that the Canadian government, while they're there, it's actually a government thing that when they're there, they have to put them under protection because they aren't just normal. Once again, they're not just normal citizens. Yeah. They're not just going into the wild, into the, you know, they're still considered a part of. Of the British royal family. See, and that's what's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Because you're absolutely right. They are high-profile figures and they will need to be protected. Um, however, they are now financially independent. Mm-hmm. So I imagine if you live in Canada, the last thing you want to put towards, you know, the last thing you want your tax dollars to go towards uh, is this two ver- these two very successful, you know, certainly financially independent people to, um, you know, take money out of your pocket. I wonder what Canadians think about this. Yeah. We haven't really looked. I've seen a little coverage and people are like, absolutely not. You're not, I'm not paying for this. Right. Right. But to your point, they also, you know, you don't want them to, I mean, you want them to be protected if you, you know, all of this, the the sad truth is that, you know, he said in his statement that he is very, it's very sad for him to do this. But the real sadness is that they're never going to escape this. No. It's just, I don't really, and, and you know more about this and, and how uh, the, the royal family has an agreement with the press. So they, The Rota they, system. The Rota system. Yeah. So they aren't under that thumb anymore and they want to get out from under that because they want to spin their own story. It was very smart the way they did this, because they're very critical of the press and the way the press has treated them. The press is not just tabloids. The press is also mainstream journalistic mm-hmm. uh, institutions, right? Long story short, there's a separate 
institute or a separate uh, framework for how the royal family deals with the press. Because the press was getting all up in their business and they were like, you guys, you can't do this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up a thing where we'll give you exclusive access. um, But you, you know, are going to not be all up in our business. Otherwise, we'll give you the access. You use it then. That's what you get. Unfortunately, Harry and Meghan felt like that was too obtrusive um, or intrusive rather. And want they want to be able to control the media themselves because I don't know if you've met 2020 the way celebrities communicate with the world outside <sighs> is by speaking to them directly or by giving their information to places like People Magazine they want to control the narrative yes they can't in this royal rota system they can if they go out and do it on their own so part of this whole divesting themselves from the royal family was to gain control of the their own stories in the press mm-hmm. so they they basically want to give a middle finger or as the british would two you know fingers <laughs> right. uh up to the to the traditional media because they want to be able to say like i don't need you in my business fi- every five minutes and if i do want you in my business it's going to be the business i want you in do you think it's going to make it worse for them to be out of the protection I, I just think it's a big question mark. It's a big, fat gamble. Yeah. Because they are going to be completely on their own. They are going to be responsible for their own futures. And I imagine if you grew up in a system that completely did everything for you and mm-hmm. told you what to do, think, and be, that's going to be a hard transition. It's not impossible. I mean, Megan didn't grow up in that. Right. And she has, you know, she has sort of, you know, gotten her way. Uh, in the world on her own. Yes. I mean, obviously not totally on her own, but she, she has much more independence, I think. So it, but it's a big fat question mark. These two are, I don't know where they'll be in five years. I wouldn't be surprised if this is, this is too much for their relationship. Mm, Man. I know. Like you don't want to say that because, yeah. Oh, these two are going to be happily ever after. Of course they are. I mean, I hope they are, but this is a very stressful thing. It is, you know, I mean, people get stressed over, you know, their kids changing schools or something. I mean, this is like going to a different country, learning how to be out of the prison that is being in that family. It must feel like a prison. So I imagine. Well, the tale continues to be told. A very nice, posh prison where people bring you a cup of tea at any time. Oh, I know. (laughs) I kind of, I know this is petty, but like, sign me up. No kidding. Me too. Yeah. This could be a fun buddy movie, fish one of those fish out of water movies where you've been trapped your whole life and yeah. and now you're out in the world and and amongst the commoners. This, yeah, you got to yeah. wait in line at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Somebody <clears throat> should write the, a treatise about about okay. this. I'll could do it. Whip something up, could you? Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like. Can I just be like the you know fun gay sidekick? Absolutely. Okay. Because well, you need somebody who's a little street smart. I'm not, yeah. I'm not street smart. But. <laughs> What's the Eddie Murphy movie? Uh, coming to America. Yes. Yeah, coming to Canada. <laughs> coming right. to Canada. Here we go. <laughs> Good. Uh, All right, when we come back, will you tell us a little bit about Parasite? Because you saw it, right? Yes. I'm really excited to hear what you think of the movie Parasite. And we'll do that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. I just wanted to remind you that Lori and Julia's full SAG Award coverage presented by Sun Country Airlines is now available. At least you can listen to the podcast they did live from L.A. um, right there on our website, mytalk1071.com or wherever you get your podcasts. They were there, of course, this weekend. And you can tune in for coverage of their adventures in L.A. as they recap the show. 
today and this afternoon. They'll be getting, uh, or they'll begin at three this afternoon. You can always follow along with Lori and Julia at mytalk1071.com. Was there shrieking? I'm guessing there was shrieking. Lots of shrieking and yelling. Okay. And um, I also, there is a picture that they posted on their Instagram of Brad Pitt watching Jennifer Aniston. And I'm like, (laughs) did they take that picture? Because it doesn't, I can't tell if they took the picture. And I'm like, if they did, that means they were that close to Brad Pitt, which I would have a hard time believing they were allowed to get that close to Brad Pitt. Right? Were they given press credentials? I I I believe Oh, maybe. I mean, they that was taken. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wasn't an option anymore as of last year. And if they had press credentials, do you think they made them themselves? Yeah. Well, I mean, if they were smart, they would. <laughs> they would la- tell Donnie to do kit. it. Yeah. Donnie, make yeah. his press credentials. Like construction paper, like, these are legit, you guys. <laughs> um, but we'll find out on the show. And I that's the one thing I'm going to ask is, who took that picture that you posted on your Instagram? So. Yeah. The more you know. Um, but speaking of, and actually one of the people who, uh, not one of the people, one of the casts who won last night um, is a film I want you to talk about. So Parasite actually became the first foreign language film to win the Best Ensemble Award, which had a bunch of other heavy hitters and Hollywood legends in the running. So kudos and congrats to Parasite, this uh, wonderful film from South Korea. Dawn, you actually got to see the film? Yeah, I saw it this weekend. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, you know, when I saw it, I thought this is just a really fun twist and turny thriller comedy. Like, it's hard to sort of pin it down in a genre. Um, it's won several awards, as has the director. I want to know what you actually thought of this film. It also won the Palme d'Or at the con film festival yeah. this last year uh it's up for best picture uh and it has a 99 percent from critics on rotten tomatoes and a 93 percent from audiences yeah as more people see this movie i think that audience score will go down why do you think uh because it doesn't have um a wrapped up type of like here's the moral of the story type of a thing other than you can't make plans for yourself in life. Fate just does what it wants to do, which I think is a little bit too muddy for American audiences. Interesting. Uh, I did like the film. I yeah. I didn't love it. Okay. I did not capital L love it. What? What? Like what? Um, because again, so we don't want to give anything away. But here's here's what I can sort of tell you is that there's a family. They sort of insert themselves uh, into another family by kind of um, one by one going to work for this family, right? Um, There's something that happens about halfway through that like totally changes up the game. Yeah. Like at that point, Jamie and I looked at each other like, oh my God. I think I knew too much going into this, to be honest with you. Which is why it's so hard to talk about this film. Yeah. Because I don't want to have people expect. (laughs) yeah but it it is what it is um i think overall i i I feel like since we don't have this class system that's so divided i feel like some of that is lost on me or was i will just speak as personally yeah Yeah. um since i feel like i grew up with the idea that i can do and be anything i want to be in life like if i wanted to be a doctor i could have done it if i wanted to be an astronaut i could have done it mm-hmm. you know that is truly in my heart as an american citizen i believe that that we grew up that way um for the most part 
you know. Um, and so to have such a division is something that would resonate with uh, even like if you're looking at South Korea to North Korea, even there's such that's not in their heart. They do realize that there is a definite difference there between. I don't know. It's just there was something missing for me yeah, when it comes yeah. to the pull and the struggle to get out from under literally the basement and the sewer yeah. of your life. And so I think that was the main thing there that just was sort of lost on me. Yeah. Um, it also, I just didn't really know what the message was overall. Mm-hmm. Not that I need everything to be wrapped up and perfect, yeah. but it, it kind of, that's, that's was my only criticism is yeah. that I kind of just didn't know where it was going at times. And I didn't, uh, but I definitely was rooting for <laughs> a certain side, yeah. you know? So um, it was interesting, though. You never know what's going to, you didn't know what was going to happen. I definitely see it before well, one of the critics here on Rotten Tomatoes said, please go see this film before it's made into an American movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've, I've heard that sentiment up. as well. Like, yeah. you're going to see this and it's going to suck. They're going because to they're remake gonna ruin it. it. Yeah, they yeah. will remake it. But now I think actually that's less likely. It used to be that foreign films like that would end up getting the remake. And it might. But but I feel like less and less that's going to happen because people, American audiences, are more willing to like engage a, a movie like this mm-hmm. as evidenced by the fact that they're now winning awards that are not just in this like tiny little foreign film category exactly yeah it's definitely and i mean i've loved indie art films before i would consider myself you know an mm-hmm. open-minded like that i just i felt uneasy about i don't know where this is going and i didn't leave the theater going wow i really love that well, yeah i've read the plot summary um because i love doing that and you i love to ruin it for yourself yes absolutely <laughs> i yeah. hate it because um, then you don't have to go see it can... was it was it intended to be a dark comedy that's what i'm trying to figure out just reading the plot plot summary yeah. i would say that it's definitely a dark comedy you start off there's a very specific uh, period where the movie shifts in tone, but I think the very you know the beginning is very lighthearted. It's almost sort of like a, it's it's a comedy, right? It starts off as a comedy, okay, and then it becomes something darker, and then it becomes almost a farce at the end, but sure. with a dark twist. Well, to th- it. that's what I'm seeing, and I'm wondering. Well, wow, some of this is kind of out there yeah i wonder if it's meant to be sold as a comedy yeah i don't think you can label it as either one yeah that's i think it, it's a hard thing to, to pin in and to me this like the thing that really tickles me about a film is something that i end up thinking about a lot longer after i've seen the film and i spent a lot of time rolling this film around in my head because it's not telling you you know to your point on it's not telling you this this is the message of this film or this is what i want you to think about this particular story you do have to but i don't get it you you have to like to me i had to answer a bunch of questions like what because the movie is called parasite so that makes you think like why is it called parasite there are a few options or reasons why it could be called parasite without giving anything away um and then i think it really does make you think about the world that we live in right now which is very much like um people who you know, see themselves a certain way socioeconomically and not seeing what's beyond that bubble. Mm, okay. Right. So I, th- I feel like it's going to make you think a lot of things. And I always love being uncomfortable in a film like that. All right. Sure. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, the uh, Academy Awards. How's it going to do? 
Well, it's not going to win Best Film. I don't think it should win, win Best Film. It won't win Best Film, but I, I feel best, like the director could win. Yeah, Best Director. I was going to ask about that. Original Screenplay? Mm, maybe. Production Design? Mm. Editing? Yeah, I don't know about those lesser categories, because I don't know what who's paying attention to that. That'd be a question for like somebody who's following the horse race. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. There are a lot. Um, if you haven't seen it, go see it. You're going to have lots of chances before the Academy Awards. And when we come back, Dawn, should we talk a little bit about um, a TV show that's just around the corner that I know both you and I are excited about? Yes. And that's Picard. We'll talk about that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Well, there's a TV show just around the corner that we want to watch. And we're going to talk about it in just a moment here on Jason and Alexis in the morning. It's 749, just before the 8 o'clock hour this January 20th. And um, thank you for joining us. I'm Bradley Trainer. Jason will be back next week. Uh, Dawn. Yes. Can we talk about Picard? I'm so excited when I saw this on the list of things you wanted to talk about because I, too, am excited for its premiere on Thursday. Yes. This Thursday on CBS All Access, if you're a Star Trek fan, you already live there because of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, it's a man Star Trek. Which Discovery. when is the new season of Star Trek Discovery? It's going to probably be like February or something. I, yeah, March, I okay. think maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's a great show. You can watch actually Star Trek Discovery without any knowledge of watching Star Trek. Yeah, before don't you? Yeah, think? you don't need to watch like all the way back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, not. you can start Star Trek Discovery um, from the first season and and not have any awareness of what's going on. Yes, yeah, so this Picard show is a new show. It's the next chapter of Jean-Luc Picard's life. He's gone into retirement. Uh, last time we saw him, you know, we were like, bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's coming back in this trailer. It's a lot of sound effects and stuff, so you can't, it's probably not a good idea to play it on the air because it's more of a visual yeah. sound thing. But he's coming back to do one more mission. And we don't know what the mission is, um, but we do know that uh, at the end of it, Data is there, which is one of my favorite characters uh, from Star Trek. Oh, for sure. Next Generation. Yeah. 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 I was a big Next Generation fan. Oh, for sure. That was like, that's our, that's, that's the Star Trek of our generation, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, we grew up and I remember watching reruns of the original Star Trek, of course, but that, Which is a completely different thing. A totally different thing. Completely sort of, you know, it it, it is what it was, which was very sort of, um, you know, kitschy and campy. And, um, you know, it had, it was great when you were a little kid. Yeah. But at the point that we were, because we're about the same age, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the point that we were adolescents, you know, Star Trek Next Generation comes along and suddenly you have a whole new generation of Star Trek that's speaking, you know. Literally Next Generation. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so that was definitely my series. I don't know um, if you felt anything about the other series that came out, you know, like Voyager, Deep Space Nine. Uh, Deep Space Nine, I got into a little bit uh, Enterprise, but not. uh, But I didn't get into. um, I'm sorry. What was the first one that you just said? It's already left. Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Yeah. No, no. I got into Next Generation. Um, Voyager, that Voyager, was yeah, Voyager. No, didn't not get in. Oh, no, God, I didn't I get into Voyager. 
at all. I, I The two that I will go back and watch on a regular basis now that we're totally nerding out on mm-hmm. Star Trek. <laughs> Kenny, are you even a Star Trek no, person? No, I was outside killing rats with a shovel. Okay. <laughs> during all of this. But you were having more fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rats with a shovel. So you want nothing to do with the Star Trek universe? No, not, not at okay. all. No, all right. no. no I, I, I respect that. I'd rather shoot an arrow off my uh, yeah. uh, an apple You're off busy watching uh, TCM reruns, right? TCM reruns and the occasional History Channel show. Okay. Yeah. Occasional History Channel show. Yeah. What brought me to the table for Next Generation, because I loved Stand By Me so much, was Will Wheaton was on in the cast, yeah. uh, who was in that movie. And I think a lot of people my age, that was like right in the wheelhouse of, you know, Well, because you identified with movie. him? Yeah. 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 He was a young person around my age, and I think that was a genius thing in the in the series for them to have a young person, so that every young person watching could sort of like pretend that they were the, you know, um, they were sort of living vicariously through him. Like if I could live on a star, you know, <laughs> I know. a starship, that would be really cool. Yeah, it's something that I watched <laughs> with my dad because he was a big uh, Star Trek fan, uh, and so it's like we could watch it together. Because I was interested in Will Wheaton. Are you excited for Picard? And if so, what are you excited? I know the answer to that question. But what, I guess, then is the question, are you excited for when it comes to the new series Picard? I think that um, this is kind of going to get a little bit deep here. No, please But, do. you know, he really did have, he was a strong leader who had a really good, thoughtful moral compass. Yeah. And I think we're craving that in just... Reflecting on maybe what's happening. The chaos in the world around us. The chaos in the world around us. It's like Picard is the, it's like, can he run for president, please? (laughs) You know, just because it wasn't, that that was the key to him, is that he was always faced with some type of a moral dilemma. Mm -hmm. And you knew the choice that, you know, he would always struggle with choices. But in the end, you could count on him to be consistently you know, making the right choice. Yeah, I mean, every episode, you, you know, I mean, they're going to survive. So, like, you always know, yeah. like, when you're watching an episode that nobody's dying. I mean, occasionally, you know, there's usually some guy who dies in, like, the first eight minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually, you know, the ship is going to survive. Even if you see the whole dumb thing blow up, you know it's going to be some weird time loop thing that, you know, they will, the writers will have cleverly figured out a way to uh, reverse. Um, so it does give you that sort of moral compass and that sense of continuity and, you know, and in the time that we live, I think the reason, the other reason it's perfect just from that like touchy feely standpoint is, mm-hmm. um, you, it, it's nostalgic and nostalgia is something we're grabbing onto oh, yeah. with both hands at this point in the world. Cause we need something that makes us think of a time that was, God, we're getting <laughs> real heady for yeah. 7.54 in the a.m. <laughs> and, and nothing to say, you know, as far as like Star Trek Discovery, the thing that made makes that interesting, if you want to check it out, it's a really great show on, on CBS so All Ac- so good. Access. Um, <laughs> the, there are quite a few anti-heroes, yeah. like the main character starts off with a bad reputation. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting to see how she is you know she's demonized but Mm -hmm. then she ends up being the really solid good character and then there are other leaders out there who you don't know who they are there's different faces for them they they changes people are complicated they're complicated and i think people realize it's more 
along the lines of true life and our own yeah, lives. Yeah, exactly. It's not just like black so and white. you've got two different t- types of shows there. Well, it premieres again on Thursday, and it's CBS All Access. If you don't have it, um, you know, go get it's, it if you're a nerd. It's $6 a month. So you can't go wrong. Yeah. And then you can watch Star Trek Discovery, so you're there. All right, when we come back, we've got more on Harry and Meghan, the SAGs, right here on My Talk 107.1.